Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss a huge upcoming series with the Braves. But first, Derek Hall is off the injured list. So when he's available to play for the Philadelphia Phillies and not a minor league team, who plays first base? Is it his job? Has Alec Bowen won it? Has Cody Clemens won it? Will Bryce Harper take it? So many options. We're going to discuss that and the Brave series on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Philadelphia Phillies baseball for years. Uh, former collegiate and semi-pro baseball player myself. Uh, happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. If you haven't checked us out before, thank you for tuning in. If you have, thank you for coming back and appreciate it. If you listen on podcasts, make sure you're liking, rating, and reviewing wherever you consume your podcasts. If you're not watching on YouTube, go ahead and check it out. It's a great way to consume Locked On Phillies to be able to have the video component too. Uh, and if you are watching on YouTube and haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to Locked On Phillies on YouTube. You can go ahead and it's a couple clicks. It takes like two seconds to do. Uh, get you notifications every time new episodes are posted and helps me out significantly. It helps Locked On out significantly. So if you like what you hear, if you like following along with Locked On Phillies, maybe you want to hate follow. Maybe you're a fan of the Braves and you're checking in on this side of the series like, man, I hate this team. And you think the Phillies are going to be bad later on in the season. And when I'm all upset, you want to go ahead and be subscribed to the YouTube so you get the notification. Oh, the Phils lose again. Uh, now, I hope the Phillies play well, but if that's the case and we still get the subscription, I'm doing my job. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Appreciate that very much. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Shout-out to GameTime, the best way to buy last-minute tickets to all your big events that you got to get tickets for. So uh, great work there. And uh, the Braves and Phillies are the big-ticket item in Philadelphia right now. You got a three-game series starting tonight. It's a great opportunity for the Philadelphia Phillies to prove themselves as realistic contenders in the NL East and not a team that just was hot on the West Coast and beat like the Tigers and Nationals and had a good series against the Diamondbacks and then played the uh, Athletics. I mean, this is one of the better teams in baseball that the Philadelphia Phillies have visiting them tonight at Citizens Bank Park, and it's going to be a very interesting matchup. First pitch tonight is at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between the Phillies and the Braves. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search – not search uh, sneeze. No, search Phillies. Sorry about that. Allergies have been getting to me today. No, go to the SiriusXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast and listen to that. So uh, go ahead and uh, do that to go ahead and catch the game tonight. We're going to talk about the game a little bit. The first thing I want to get into, though, is something that I wrote a little article on this morning. If you want to read the article and give some patronage to my other job over at 97.5 The Fanatic, my regular uh, full-time job, you can go to 975thefanatic.com and read my extended thoughts about the first pace position for the Philadelphia Phillies. Because Derek Hall was instated off the injured list 
uh, on Monday, I believe it was. It was either Monday or Sunday. I lose track of the days because I was on vacation this weekend. But last couple of days, he was reinstated and then sent to Lehigh Valley. So he's healthy enough to start his rehab. He hasn't yet made it to the major league level again yet, but he will be there soon. So the Phillies have an interesting, uh, interesting look at the position. I did a deep dive into some numbers, talked a little bit about theory, about who you would want over there, and it was interesting what I found. I did not realize how good Cody Clemens and Alec Bohm have been over at first base in uh, relief of Derek Hall, who is in relief of Reese Hoskins. Now, the hierarchy of first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies, it seems to go, and definitely Reese Hoskins first. There, It'd be great to have Reese come back at some point late, late in the season if he could do that. Maybe he could, uh, but he's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, Derek Hall is a really good option, though, even though we do have a limited sample size of him at the major league level. He just hasn't played that many major league games. Uh, same for Cody Clemens and Alec Bohm is just not naturally a first baseman. So there are, there are upsides and downsides of each of them. But first, Let's talk about the defense between the three of them. Uh, this year, minimal games, but we know Derek Hall is a first baseman by trade. There are some questions about his defensive ability uh, coming into the season, but in his couple games so far this year, he didn't make an error. No errors at first base for Derek Hall. Uh, Alec Bohm has started 35 games over at first base. These are just games that they started at first base because I'm trying to find uh, a way to delineate between like, oh, he played one inning at first base, counting that as a game. No, so... Game started at first base. Alec Bohm has 35 this year. He has one error, and it was back on April 16th. He's been really, really good defensively over there, which is incredible for Alec Bohm. Did not think he was going to be that good defensively at first base. It's hard to just flip over to the other side of the infield. Now, some people say that first base is an easier position uh, fielding-wise than third base is because, obviously, you don't have to make the throw as long as you can still pick it, and infielders are mostly able to pick it. You can – play over there at first base. But the old line from Moneyball that the uh, the actor playing Ron Washington says is when uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, uh, is talking to Chris Pratt's, <laughs> Chris Pratt's character, star-studded, a uh, little scene there, uh, about playing uh, first base for the Oakland Athletics. And it's Scott Haddenberg that he's talking about. Uh, he's trying to tell him how easy it is to play first base. And the line from uh, Ron Washington and that is, uh, uh, no, it's extremely hard to play first base. So it's not the easiest thing to flip over. It's I'm not trying to make light of the position. I'm just saying that some of Bones' trouble with the throw from third base that doesn't happen over at first. So he's been good defensively. Cody Clemens has started 30 games at first base, which felt like a lot to me. Uh, I didn't realize he had started so many. I thought it was going to be mostly Alec Bohm, and it is at 35, but not a huge majority. He's only given up, or he's only allowed one error uh, at first base this year Cody Clements has when he's starting at first base. So the defense is kind of a wash. I don't think you're getting bad defense over there. So it flips to the offense. I don't need anyone trying to tell me, okay, uh, Alec Bohm's been so good defensively or Alec Bohm's been so bad defensively or the same with Cody Clements. Defensively, the numbers say it's a wash. And it's not a huge sample size, but it's a good enough sample size that I feel comfortable with either of the three options defensively over there. So it switched to offensively. And offensively, it, it's interesting. Uh, looking at the stats from this year, I mean, Cody Clemens, he's batting just to go over. He's batting 248, slashing 248, 302, 402. Not bad. All right. Not bad at all over there. And Alec Bohm has been good this year. He's batting 268, slashing 268, 319, 408. 
So that's good. But with Alec Bohm, you actually have some career numbers to look at uh, as well. And he's got a little bit of a lower amount of or lower amount. His average and OBP and all that stuff aren't quite as good over the course of his career. When you look at his overarching stats, uh, his career, he's 270 or oh, I'm sorry, they're higher 275 there. Uh, a 717 OPS, though. So that's a little bit down. He normally gets on base a little bit more, but his average is a little bit higher career. Uh, I mean, Alec Bohm's a great offensive player for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's important. Derek Hall, when you look at what he's done this year, he's batting a little bit, or when you look at his career, he's batting about the same batting average as Cody Clemens. I think he's at like 247 on his career, but the slugging is in the 490s as opposed to Cody Clements, who's in the 402 spot slugging-wise. So you get more pop from Derek Hall. Uh, Alec Bohm has seven home runs this year and like 200-some at-bats. Cody Clemens has four home runs and like 110 or so at-bats. So there is a little pop comparably for Clemens, and there's an argument to be made that over the course of a season, Clemens – might hit more home runs than Alec Bohm. I, I don't know. Bohm's power hasn't really carried over from a hot stretch earlier on in the season. So uh, I don't know if power is the argument. The bottom line is I think of the three, Alec Bohm is clearly the most complete hitter. And then of the remaining two, Derek Hall is the best power option. And him and Clemens are both generally the same average wise over the course of their career. So uh, that leaves a clear option. Derek Hall can't play third base. <laughs> I'm, I'm not putting Derek Hall over at third uh, to play Alec Bohm at first. So Derek Hall plays first to give you the extra power over Cody Clemens. Alec Bohm plays third to give you the all-around better hitter in the lineup. And it's what we thought it would be, right? We thought Derek Hall was going to be the first baseman at the start of the year. When Reese Hoskins went down, we thought Alec Bohm was going to be the third baseman. That's the uh, that's the result of what I looked at with the numbers. And that's the reasoning behind it, though. So it's not just, oh, that's the way it was supposed to be. And it, it sucks for Cody Clements because he's probably going to be on the outside looking in. Now, he's going to get moments. He can get pinch hit at bats. He's kind of um, a utility guy. So he could play, uh, I don't know, second base if Bryson Stott needs an off day. He can play outfield uh, at some point if Kyle Schwarber needs an off day or Nick Castellanos needs an off day. Like Cody Clements' time with the Philadelphia Phillies I don't believe is done. Uh, it's just an interesting spot for a guy who's played well for the Phillies this year. That it's just that's part of being in a contender organization. Sometimes they're going to get guys back from injury that are better than you who have played. You've played very well, and there's nothing you can do about that. So, shout out to what Cody Clemens has done. Soon he probably won't be playing first base as much, if at all, anymore. So it'll be Derek Hall there, and Alec Bohm at third. But uh, Clemens off the bench, a nice bat. I mean, I don't hate having him there, and he's been clutch recently. So. Just another guy that you could certainly use in Cody Clemens, but probably one that won't be starting. So that's my breakdown of the first base position for uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and what they need to do uh, over there uh, based on the numbers and how I'm feeling about each of these players. So, again, Derek Hall at first base, Alec Bohm at third base will ride. But that's there's still some time until we're ready for that. Derek Hall's got to clear his uh, minor league rehab assignment and get everything all set up. So uh, that's uh, my thoughts on that. And uh, coming up, we'll discuss the matters closer at hand. Phillies, Braves, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, you can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, a huge series for your Philadelphia Phillies, and that comes up tonight. So we'll discuss that coming up next as we continue Locked on Phillies. Uh, first, though, 
I want to talk to you about our title sponsor of today's episode, Game Time. Uh, there's so many times where you're going to be sitting at a bar with a buddy and you're like, ah, oh, it's, I don't know, five o'clock. You got out of work early, maybe 4.30. Your boss let you cut out 30 minutes early. I know that sounds like a pipe dream in these summer days where the weather's nice. And you say, huh, what's going on today? You want to, I, I don't know, you want to go drink in Center City? You want to go hit a different bar? Uh, oh, the Phillies are playing? Oh, it'd be cool to go to the game. Oh, well, it's like two hours till the game starts, an hour till the game starts. I, I mean, we're not going to find tickets. No, you can find tickets. Game time lets you make those last-minute decisions, uh, jump into a concert, a sporting event, anything like that, theater, uh, anything you might need a ticket for that a ticket might be tough to come by. Game time can help you out because buying tickets to your favorite event, it shouldn't be stressful. And with game time, it isn't. They're fast. They're easy. You can get tickets the day of up until like the last minute. They've got killer deals on tickets and their best price guarantee. You can, it makes you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Uh, listen to some of these things. So game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get flash deals on tickets for things like football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. I don't even know what more is. Like that's basically everything, but that shows you how versatile game time is. The game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. You find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. You get pictures of your seat before you go. Uh, you don't have to search through your email or anything to go ahead and find the tickets or wait for some transfer. No, they'll get right to you. Just a matter of seconds. And you have your tickets. You're ready to go. So here's how you do it, all right? Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. And if you download the Game Time app now, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. For some Phillies tickets, that's more than 50% off. That's You can get nice seats at Citizens Bank Park for $40. You cut $20 off of that, bang, you got a 50% discount courtesy of Game Time. Uh, terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Uh, and uh, last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed can all be yours. All right, let's talk Phillies Braves. Uh, again, first pitch, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The night, Citizens Bank Park. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to hear Spencer Strider take on Ranger Suarez. Now, if you'll remember, last time Spencer Strider was here in Philadelphia and pitched for the Atlanta Braves, well, we know how it went. He was very good through the first two innings. He had been suffering through an injury, and they had him start in game three of the NLDS because they're like, well, we split in Atlanta. We really can't go down 2-1 to the Philadelphia Phillies in Philadelphia. Like, that's not going to go well for us. So uh, we got to go ahead and throw our guy. We think he's ready, but not going to go long. And he did not go long. He had two great innings where he settled in through the first six outs. And then all of a sudden, Brandon Marsh works a walk. Spencer Strider tries to throw a pickoff over to first base. The ball gets away. Marsh goes to third. Probably a little ill-advised. I was watching that back this morning. He probably should have been thrown out, but it was a bad throw over to third base uh, that Austin Riley couldn't get the tag on Brandon Marsh for. Uh, and then Bryson Stott works a nine-pitch at bat where he goes ahead and ropes one to right field for a single. Makes it one nothing, and who comes up next? But Reese Hoskins, who gets a 94 mile an hour fastball down the middle that puts it into the seats. That spike. JT Ramuto comes up after that, or, or sorry, Kyle Schwarber was walked prior to that, and then Reese Hoskins that spike. 
Uh, and then JT Ramuto hits a single through the left side, and Spencer Strider's day is done. Uh, that was the last time he came to Philadelphia. Um, that NLDS matchup was the last time the Atlanta Braves came to Philadelphia. They haven't been here yet this year, even though the Phillies played them down in Atlanta. So it'll be great memories for the Philadelphia Phillies of the last time the Braves showed up. And it could be a rough place mentally for Spencer Strider to throw. Uh, right now, ESPN analytics uh, on the ESPN app are showing a 61.5% chance for the Braves to win tonight. They're huge favorites because Strider's been darn good this year. Uh, 7-2. and two. Now, his ERA is a little high, 4.12. It's been inflated because he hasn't been pitching well lately, but he's still got a 1-1-3 whip. And in 78 and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, he struck out 127 batters. He is a strikeout machine. Uh, for reference, Ranger Suarez just thrown 37 innings and struck out 35. Spencer Strider has struck out like almost 50 more batters than innings he's pitched. That's unbelievable. So the Phillies offense is really going to have to show up. But more than that, Ranger Suarez is going to have to keep the Phillies in the game. He's one and two this year with a 3.82 ERA, a 1.33 WHIP because he's been uh, he's been walking a couple people. He's got 12 walks and 37 two thirds innings, but he's settled down recently uh, and did 35 strikeouts in 37 two thirds innings pitched. Like I said, he's allowing about a hit per inning. He's allowing about a walk every three innings. So. It's a bit of a, an interesting situation for Suarez as far as command's concerned. Still working through that, but he's only allowed two home runs. You're not going to beat Ranger Suarez with the long ball. He's just a very professional pitcher. Doesn't get hurt. Doesn't give up hard contact. Uh, gets a lot of ground balls induced, which is great. And for a Braves lineup that loves to hit the ball out of the ballpark, that's really good to see. Uh, so that's all good. I mean, I'm looking at the lineup. Uh, for tonight as well. We'll just run through this because the lineups are indeed out for the game tonight. Uh, the Braves are going with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, leading off Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Travis Darno, Matt Olson, Marcelo Zuna, uh, Orlando Arcia, Kevin Pillar, and uh, Michael Harris is the lineup for the Atlanta Braves and for your Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Schwarber's batting leadoff again. See if he's got another leadoff home run in him. Trey Turner batting two, Castellanos three, Harper four, Ramuto five, Stott six, Alec Bohm playing third base seven, Cody Clemens playing first base eight, and Brandon Marsh in center field batting nine. Probably the best lineup that the Phillies can put together right now with who's healthy. Uh, career against Spencer Strider. Uh, Schwarber's one for 11 with seven strikeouts. Not good. Trey Turner's 0 for six career. Uh, Nick Cassianos, one for nine with two strikeouts. Bryce Harper, 0 for eight, has never gotten on or never gotten a hit against Spencer Strider. JT Ramito's one for nine, 111 batting average. Bryce Stott, two for 11. No one of those hits. Uh, 182 batting average. Alec Bohm, three for 10, actually batting 300 against Strider, has some of the best success of anyone in this lineup against him. Cody Clemens is 0 for one, uh, and Brandon Marsh, one for four. Those guys haven't really seen him all that much. But Brandon Marsh has taken uh, Spencer Strider yard. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's only hit against Spencer Strider is a home run, and Alec Bohm is taking him yard as well. So uh, we'll see. Tough pitching matchup. How Ranger Suarez fares against Atlanta. Uh, Ozzie, or Ronald Acuna Jr. bats 364 off him. Ozzie Albies, though, 2 for 12, 167. Uh, Austin Riley smokes Ranger Suarez. He bats 385 against him. Darno 154. So it's kind of alternating through those first four batters. You want to get Albies and Darno. Acuna and Riley have success. And then the bottom of the lineup, man, it looks pretty good. Olsen's batting 333. Ozuna's batting 200. Um, Arcia's batting 30, 333. Kevin Pillar, only two for four, but batting 500. 
Here's the key. Michael Harris, 0 for 11 against Ranger Suarez. So if you can neutralize the bottom of the lineup there, that'd be great. It's a great opportunity. I mean, the numbers are very comparable between the guys leading these teams in uh, in numbers. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, 20 home runs. Matt Olson, 20 home runs. Those are your team leaders. Nick Cassiano's 315 average. Ronald Acuna Jr., 325 average. Uh, okay, fine with that. And Alec Bohm, 45 RBIs. Ozzy Albies, uh, 52 RBIs. This is going to be a fun heavyweight series in Philadelphia. And uh, hopefully the Phillies can take care of business. But uh, as we wrap up, we're just going to talk about some expectations for the next couple series and why the weather is something to keep an eye on. So that's a preview of tonight's game against the Braves. Uh, we'll discuss what I'm talking about with the weather coming up as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. Yeah, so I was looking at the forecast uh, the other day. The Phillies have these three against the Braves, three more against the Mets in Philadelphia, and then they'll travel to Cincinnati. But, yeah, they play six more games in Philadelphia. And I'm looking at the forecast here in the Philadelphia area because I just got back from a golf trip. I'm like, oh, will it be nice weather? Want to get down the beach? Want to spend some time at the pool on the roof? Here's what the forecast looks like. Thursday looks like rain. Friday, rain. Saturday, rain. Sunday, rain. Monday, rain. Tuesday, rain. Next Wednesday, rain. Next Thursday, rain. Next Friday, rain. Next Saturday, rain. Next Sunday, rain. Two Mondays from now, rain. Two Tuesdays from now, rain. There's about 15 straight days of rain that are shown on the forecast starting on Thursday. The Phillies play the Braves tonight, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then they've got a weekend series against the Mets that very well could be washed out. Uh, they could have a lot of trouble getting those games in. So something to keep an eye on might be nice for rest, but it might make it tough for the Philadelphia Phillies to have momentum. So weather's going to play a factor. Starters, you might have some delayed starts, which could lead to bullpen games. It's going to be super weird weather-wise over the next couple of weeks here in Philadelphia. So uh, something to keep an eye on. But, yes, a huge week for the Philadelphia Phillies with the Braves uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday, and then the Mets Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so out of those six games in the NL East, what do you want to see the Phillies win? Well, the Mets are four games below 500. You're four games above 500. I need to see two or three from the Mets. I need the Phillies to prove to themselves that they can beat that team. And I'd like to see two of three from Atlanta. But the expectation here, go 500 in this stretch. Three and three is the expectation. Anything worse than that, I'd say, is a bad homestand against these teams. Uh, the goal is anything that's four and two or better. Simple. Steal an extra game from Atlanta. Sweep the Mets. Uh, however you got to do it. Four and two would be great. Three and three would be acceptable. Anything less than that is no good whatsoever. So uh, that's the expectations for the series, and hopefully they get all these games in so that we can actually see everything play out the way we wanted to over at Citizens Bank Park. But there you have it. Uh, that's what the Phillies have going on starting tonight, and it's going to be a very interesting week. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what happens tonight. We're also going to look a little bit forward to uh, another option at first base, and uh, I'm going to try and get you some injury updates on Bryce Harper's throwing program and how soon he could be playing first, and also what's going on with Andrew Painter. Uh, I'm going to try and do a deep dive a little bit on that. So uh, we'll talk about all that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Phillies, but that's all for today's episode. Thank you for checking us out. Appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube yet, come on. You've had like 20-some minutes to do so to click a button while I'm doing this. Take some time when the episode ends. Go ahead and check out the YouTube. Uh, make sure you're rating, reviewing. Uh, but thank you again for checking us out here at Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.